So this month, we're talking about the new life. And that's our new identity as born-again Christians, or to put it another way, followers of Christ or apprentices of Jesus. So in those days, disciples of Jesus were also like apprentices. They followed him wherever he went. They lived with him. They ate with him. They talked with him. So they were in training, in other words. They were apprentices or disciples. So we're talking about who we are this morning as apprentices. And when I choose a theme for a month, um, I never speak to the people who are going to share that month, Rick or Herman or Isaac or whoever it is. We never come together and decide exactly what we are going to say. I just give them the theme for the month, and then we trust God to speak to us and put on our hearts what he wants. So I'm really excited this month because whatever they've shared before me, Rick and Herman, was so potent and really added to what I want to say this morning. So they, they've really laid the, the, the path for me to speak to the, about this this morning. And if we can just um, recap in short, we said this, uh, this month, the last three Sundays, that we cannot enjoy a fulfilled relationship with God or live the life that he has for us with the authority if we do not know who we are in Christ. If we don't know who God has made us to be, we cannot enjoy that fulfilled relationship that he's got in mind. We also said that we need the word of God to wash over our minds, to renew our minds, so that we will understand and see what he's saying to us. How to put off the old man and to put on the new man, or the old creation and the new creation. How do we do that? We need the Holy Spirit to renew our minds through the Word of God so that we can understand what that is. And then we need to be rooted in God's love, Rick said. And he asked a very important question. He said, what do we want in life? I think that's a question that we need to ask ourselves every now and then. What do you want in life? Do you want God? He asked us. Is he more important to you in your life than anything else? In other words, do we choose him and his will in every area of our lives and decisions that we make? That was a good question. And then Herman came and he said, we are not what we do. Or how we act. We are who God says we are. Otherwise, it will be up and down, up and down, up and down. Because today I might make the right decision and I feel good and the emotions are all in place. So yes, now I am a new creation. But tomorrow, it's not such a good day. 
I made a wrong decision. My emotions are all over the place. So then, then I'm the old creation. That's not true. We are who God says we are because his truth never changes. And I think this is the perfect foundation for me to ask this morning. Who are we then? Romans is a great book in the Bible to read when it comes to, to identity, authority, and all of that, the old and the new. But we must note this morning that Romans was written to Christians, to those who were in Christ, to these apprentices or disciples of Jesus, to those who have already accepted Jesus as their Savior and were baptized. Chapters 1 to 8, Paul tells us what Jesus has done for us, the work that he's done for us. He goes back in chapter 7 quickly just to recap who he was, and he ends off in, in Romans 8.24 saying, Who shall save me from this old nature? And then in 25, he says, Thank God through Jesus, the Messiah, our Lord. So as he goes back and says, but this is who I was. This is the struggle that was inside of me. Thank God Jesus has saved us from that. And then chapter 8 starts. Romans 8 verse 1. Who can quote that? Kom, 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 kom. Dis een wat jylle ken. Yes, yes. Die om opgekyk. Jy verneek. <laughs> Therefore, there is now no condemnation for those who are in union with the Messiah, Jesus. Net betek hier? No, 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 no. No condemnation for those who are in Christ. And then it continues to explain in, and in chapter 8 that Jesus set us free from this sinful nature. So let's read here this morning from Romans 8 verse 8. And, and it's um, quite a few verses, but let's just hear what God is saying this morning. I want you to get the overall picture, and then we'll elaborate on that. So Romans 8 verse 8 to 16 and this is in the ISV. Indeed, those who are under the, the control of human nature cannot please God. You, however, are not under the, the control of the human nature, but under the, the control of the Spirit. Since God's Spirit lives in you, and if anyone does not have the Spirit of the Messiah, he does not belong to God. So why is he saying this? Remember, he's speaking to Christians. He's saying, when you accepted Jesus, Holy Spirit came and he lived, came to live inside of you. In your spirit, your spirit has become one with the Holy Spirit. And then he says, verse 10, but if the Messiah is in you, 
your bodies are dead to sin, but the spirit is alive due to righteousness. And if the spirit of the one who raised Jesus from the dead is living in you, then the one who raised the Messiah from the dead will also make your mortal bodies alive by his spirit who lives in you. So by the end of time, we will also put this bodies down. God will give us a new body. But for now, he's made us a new person inside. This is the dop. The rechte landa is binnenkant. So I can't kies om die dop wees nie. Dink ek het het al voorheen gesê. Ek het nie die kleer gekies nie, ek het nie die kleer van die oog gekies nie. Ek het ook nie gekies hoe lang hy moet wees nie of niks nie. Ek sou daarvan gehou het om een duim of twee bij te voeg. Maar dis een dop wat ons gaan los. Die rechte landa is binnenkant. Consequently, brothers, we are not with respect to human nature. That is, under an obligation to live according to human nature. For if you live according to human nature, you are going to die. But if by the Spirit you continually put to death the activities of the body, and you will live. What he's saying there is, the Holy Spirit in us, controls our bodies, if we allow him. Our spirit is stronger as he flees. Flees bedoelende die omens, but also this body with his cravings. The spirit is stronger than that. 14. For all who are led by God's Spirit are God's children. For you have not received the spirit of slavery that leads you into fear again. Instead, you have received the spirit of adoption by whom we cry, Abba, Father. When Jesus was on earth, he was the first one who dared to call God Abba. Because Abba is a word for Papa, meaning intimacy. I know him. He's my Papa. No one else, no rabbi ever had the guts to call God his father, his Abba. And Jesus came and he says, Abba. Now, what does the word here say? Instead, you have received the spirit of adoption. He's talking to us. By whom we cry out, Abba, Father, Papa. Sink it in. Maybe we don't always have a good idea of who a Papa should be. It doesn't change that God is a good Papa. That he's one who wants to look after us, to protect us, to provide for us, to give us love, sometimes just to cuddle us. So we're part of his children now. 
the Spirit Himself testifies with our spirit that we are God's children. There's so much to talk about in this scripture and the rest of Romans. But one thing, I'm going to concentrate on four points this morning. How we are the new creation. And there are many, many more. Next Sunday you will hear more. But this morning I want to concentrate on the fact that we are part of a new humanity. You see, the things that I share this morning can change the way we live in, on this earth. And I think that's what God had in mind. So we are part of a new humanity. We're different, not better, because it's by grace and grace alone. And what God has given us is available for everyone that has ever lived on this earth. Every person ever lived on this earth. But for those that respond to his call, we are different. We are new humanity. You see, identity is a gift from God that comes through true salvation. When you and I accepted Jesus, when we honestly gave our lives to him, we received a new identity because we've got a new nature. We were taken out of the race, the human race from Adam and Eve. Sinful race. We were taken out of that into the new Adam, Jesus. So we were a new nation, a new race. Created in the image of God. You see, we do not lose ourselves when we come to God. But we become our true selves. The person that God created when he created Adam and Eve before sin came into the world. He restored us back to the image of God. Back to be co-regents with him, rulers with him, under his authority. And you can read that. I've got the scripture there. But all this can only be ours if we are in Christ. We can do nothing of ourselves. If you and I are not in Christ, if we not part, if we haven't accepted the salvation that God has given us, if we're not following God, we cannot experience this. It's only available in Christ. Then the second thing. We're a total new person in an old tent. This is top what I've van gepraat het net. Our inner person was subject to the sinful nature and the body. As he life wou chocolate sê, het die rest van landa gevolg en gaan chocolates eet. 
kan nou amper vele sê, ek is chocolatesvry vir 8 weke, denk ek, 9 weke. Teken nie, dit is verkeerd nie, dit beteken, as jy nou chocolates toe hard loop, in plaas van nou God toe is dit verkeerd. Chocolates is nie verkeerd nie, hoor my mooi. <laughs> ja, nou is dit op die Facebook nice. But you see, our sinful nature, our, our body and sinful nature had control over our spirit because we had a sinful nature. But now the nature of God controls the body. Now the Holy Spirit inside of me controls the body. This doesn't mean that we never sin. But it means as we spend time with God, and as this becomes more of an experience relationship, experiential relationship, we believe and become more of who we actually is. We are who we actually are. I've lost my notes. This does not mean we never sin. It means as this new nature becomes more and more experiential reality in our lives and we believe and become more who we really are, sin loses its hold in our lives. Our bodies will be renewed at the end of time. But for now, Holy Spirit in us controls and can control. So we are a new person in Christ. A new nature, new power, everything that we need to overcome sin is deposited inside of us through Holy Spirit. The third thing is we are moved from one kingdom into another kingdom. We are now citizens of heaven, and heaven is a word used in the Bible to explain the kingdom of God, God's kingdom, the future kingdom, where we will live forever in eternity after we, live, we leave this earth. But that kingdom overlaps this earth. I've, I think I've explained that before. We are on this earth, but because we're in God and we're in his kingdom, that kingdom already influences us where we are here on earth. It overlaps this kingdom. And we as Christians live in the middle where the two overlaps, meaning that God's kingdom uh, breaks in, if I can put it that way, from time to time breaks in. And the ideal will be that it will happen more and more, that we will live in God's kingdom, although we are still here on earth. We've been created for a greater life than just surviving here on earth. Just getting stuff together, getting married, 
have children and die. There's so much more than that. Apart from the fact that our children, we should teach our children to serve God. There's so much more that God has got in mind for us. You see, God's kingdom, the language is different in God's kingdom. The values are different in God's kingdom. The customs and expectations are different in God's kingdom. It's a total different kingdom than what we live in. Expectations. Holy Spirit will teach us what that kingdom is. Jesus has said in Matthew so many times, the kingdom of God is. And then he tried to explain it through parables so that the people around him will understand that this kingdom is different from what they used to, from how things are done here. We are called to be part of God's kingdom and to continue the ministry that Jesus started here on earth. What did Jesus do? He prayed for the sick and they were healed. He encouraged people. He delivered them. He even raised the dead. We were called to continue the work that Jesus has done here on earth because the world needs God. And very often, God uses miracles to get their attention so that they will listen. Remember the great commandment and the commission, great commission? That's part of our mandate that God wants us to do. So we're part of a new humanity. We're a total new person, but still in an old tent. And we are moved from one kingdom into another kingdom. So that means we cannot carry on with our lives just the way we did. It's a total new ball game, if I can put it that. And then lastly, we're united with Christ. Your identity with Christ is only found in Christ, the new creation, the new identity. Our authority means zilch if we don't submit under God. If it's not God's authority just flowing through us, we've got no authority as human beings. It's God's authority in us. The power that raised Christ from the dead is in you and you and you and you. Think for a second. Jesus went down to Hades. And he was risen on the third day. Death could not hold him. That power is in you and in me. But only if we're plucked in to God. 
hy lichtie kan nie brand nie, as hy nie ingeplak is nie, kan die mooiste licht wees, en ons het een mooi licht wat die man vir ons gemaakt het, baie uniek. Hy beteken niks, ons gaan nie verstaan wat hy is, as ons om nie inplak en sien die mooi licht wat hy gee nie, is die selfde met ons. John 15, we need to be in Christ, it's his life flowing through us, it's his authority flowing through us. And sometimes in this world, we will feel we don't belong. Because of the way they do things, we do things different now. Language, people start to gossip, you're going to feel uncomfortable. I want to leave. Things we watch, etc., etc., etc. As we are united with Christ, in union with Christ, we begin to understand what the kingdom is. And we experience the power of God in our lives. Let me say it again. And I get for the fifth keer say. <laughs> there are wonderful promises in the word of God. But if we do not follow Jesus, if we're not in a relationship with him, we will not experience it. It's found in him. I've added Hebrews 11 verse 6 this morning, so I want to read that to you. Oh, yeah. Hebrews 11 verse 6 says, Now without faith it is impossible to please God, for whoever comes to him must believe that he exists and that he rewards those who diligently search for him. Our reward, part of our reward is to experience all the things God has got in mind for us. We need to seek it. What's it, Rick? What do you want in life? Do you want God? That's where you'll find it. So if we want to grow into or live the, new, the life of the new nature, how do we do that? And there are four things that I believe should happen in our lives for us to be able to, to live that and to experience that in our lives. Because it can stay theory here. But we want to live it. If, if the Bible says you can do it, I believe you can do it. So how? Why don't we experience that? Well, the first thing is it needs to become a revelation to us. As you read it, you must say, oh, you know that light bulb moment? These things that we are talking about must become a revelation. It must be a light bulb moment. Rarig ek ook. Wow. And this morning I pray that God will really ignite this in our hearts. That as we talk about these things, that it will not just stay teachings. This is where 
maturity comes in. This is where overcoming comes in. Victory comes in. That's the word I'm looking for. By this becoming real to us. Wow. A click. A grasp. The second thing is, we need to know and believe this. We can click it, but then we must know what it says. And we must believe what it says. Baie makkelijk om vir jou broer of sister dit te geloo. So when I speak to you, or you speak to someone, it's very easy to tell someone else, God loves them and they are new creation and he's got this and that for them. Isn't it? Come on, jylle kan maar eerlijk wees. But when you alone at home, in your room, do you believe it for yourself? Can you say this morning, I believe I'm a new creation. I believe this God has done for me. He's taken the old away. The day I accepted Jesus, I became a new person inside. His power, his strength is in me. His spirit lives in me. I can overcome through him in me. I have got the authority because he is in me. Can you say that this morning? Do you believe it for yourself? It needs to become part of our experience and our walk with God. You see, we put our faith in God, his character and his love. We don't put our faith in our faith. It's not if you believe hard enough. You need to believe in him, that what he says is the truth, because he is almighty God. It's because of his character. It's because of his love. It's because he never changes that we can believe this. He stays the master of the universe, the creator and the maintainer of everything that we see. How's that? I think we can believe him. Created everything and he still maintains it. He came up with a plan to give us a new start as a human race in the new Adam. And the third thing is, then we need to look at ourselves. If we really believe it for ourselves, it will change our image, our self-image. It's a growing process, definitely. It doesn't happen overnight. But it will change the way we look at ourselves. our expectations, our new sense of identity. Remember, Herman said identity is not built on what we do. 
identity is built on what God says, who he says you are. And you will not be able to live this. Transformation will not be able to happen in your life if we don't start believing this. We have to believe this. We have to look at ourselves in the mirror and see this before transformation can start in our lives. Otherwise, we will never know what God wants to transform and what not. We tend to get stuck when we talk about salvation just on the forgiveness side of it. I'm forgiven. Legally, I'm acquitted. But what about the rest that God has done for us? The whole impact of salvation in our lives. We need to look at that. And then the last step. What's my favorite word? The most difficult thing in the world, surrender. But you see, it becomes easier to surrender if it's a light bulb moment. If I know and believe it, and if I look at myself like that, it's so easy to say, yes, Lord, you know best. Here I am. You know who I'm supposed to be. You created me. I'm your image, so change me. I've messed this up for years. Come and change me to who you want me to be, to your image. Although it's here, it needs to st start growing and come out. So the new nature needs to take over in our lives. We're so used to living in the old way, in the old customs. But there's a new nature now. So we need God to show us how this new nature can develop in us to influence everything else in our lives. You see, we were bound by sin. We were bound by sinful nature. So we could not but sin. You can't go to someone who doesn't know Christ, who hasn't accepted Jesus, and say, Stop sinning. That's unfair. How can they do that? They can try and change habits for a while. And some are strong-willed and they, they can do it for, for a time. But the real thing happens inside. Now we're free. We can choose who we follow. We make a choice every day. Am I obedient? Am I seeking God's will in this instance? Or do I want my own comfort and follow Didop? Do you hear me this morning? This is not condemnation. This is hope. We're free. We can choose. Freely choose to surrender to God. Romans 6, 
It's a good chapter to read for that. So there's so much more detail about this. So to end off, the question this morning is, and I want you to close your eyes now. Let's just allow God's Spirit to speak to us. Got three questions here. I want you to be busy with God. And do you and I believe that we are a new creation with a new identity given to us by God because we're in Christ? Do you believe it for yourself? Do you and I believe that the power of God is in us? We're not victims of circumstances anymore. Even though we cannot always escape their circumstances. We don't have to be victims. We have the power of God in us to fight this thing. If you can't change your circumstances, you can still fight it in the spiritual realm, the spiritual warfare. Do we believe that we're part of God's kingdom with different values and truths? Even though we're still here on earth, we can say no. We don't have to go along with everything around us. That will change the way we live here on earth. Not because we're wonderful, but because God is in us and he's wonderful.